When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Tom and Bach, coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I, I always tell people, I just hope they see a guy that loves what he does. Jake Bakoven. I didn't get any stupider, I know that. Uh, I had never been very smart. Tom and Bach starts now. Welcome in, hour number two of Tom and Bach. Tom Stevens, Jake Bachhoven. Honda of Lincoln Hotline is open for you, along with the Sutter Hammond text line, 464-5685. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitch. We're on uh, a number of different platforms. YouTube. You we're YouTube, YouTube stars. We're YouTube stars as we speak. Uh, <laughs> so uh, any of those places you could go and see us. Samari so Toure's name has been added to the Bolitnikov Award watch list. Which oh, wow. recognizes the best wide receiver in college football. Of course, uh, coming off a 150-yard game Saturday, 72-yarder and a 53-yarder in that game. Both led to uh, TDs. He currently has uh, 718 yards on the year, uh, and his yards per catch at 21 is fifth nationally. So he's obviously been involved in some big plays and slightly disappearing in recent weeks yeah. from the offense and now comes back in a big way. Does he feel like an NFL wide receiver to you? I think he played his way into getting drafted on Saturday. I think that, yeah. that I mean, that was impressive. Um, like you said, I mean, and it makes you wonder where would Nebraska be without Samari yeah. Toure uh, even on Saturday because both their touchdowns were either his long touchdown or his, yeah. uh, you know, getting right down to the one-yard line. So uh, he's the guy that I think is going to get an NFL look. Um, it it kind of makes you a little bit more frustrated at some of the, the opportunities that they've let slip by them. And, and for, for example, Minnesota, he had one catch for one yard. Um, if you have an NFL-type wide receiver on your roster, you're probably – Want to do a little bit better than that, but um, it you know I I think I don't know I don't think he's I mean there's a lot of guys that are putting up numbers I don't think he's realistically up for the bullet in the cough but uh, that's good that he's at least making the watch list and certainly I like I said I think that him JoJo Toman uh, maybe even Ben Stilley um, grabbed enough attention there that I think that they'll hear their names drafted and so yeah. uh, it'll be exciting to see if he's got an opportunity of course Nebraska not necessarily a wide receiver factory into the NFL uh, I don't know if they have uh, Demortes I, I think still yeah. kind of <laughs> hanging Stanley's, around Stanley's, Stanley's still hanging on, around he's on yeah. his, uh, practice team I believe uh, at this point you're right uh, DP has been in and out of the league I don't think he's on a practice team currently Um but it's that whole close conversation, and obviously you can't use the name Samari Toure in that conversation. He's not coming back. No. 
Uh, but one of the reasons there there might be there was optimism optimism for this year and like uh, that everybody says you're close is because you know Tory was great, but he's going to be gone next year. Or Deontay Williams is going to be gone next year. Markel Dismuke yeah. is going to be gone next year. JoJo Doman uh, will have a decision make, but he's probably gone. No, uh, he's he's got he's going to be gone. He's a super yeah. senior this yeah, year. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you 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 can't come if you're CTB. I mean, if you're Camp Taylor Britt, what what do you do? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, he put himself uh, with the performance on Saturday. I mean, he was covering Chris Olave and did a great job on him. Uh, so there's reason to believe that he's going to you know, go on and, and be successful. He could come back another year. Yeah. Austin Allen could make a decision. Uh, he's, you know, but probably, you know, he's getting older. Probably he wants to go to the NFL. These are guys that are all leaders, big time leaders in that room that you say, is that's, that's the reason I believe that they're close because of the culture they've been, well, they're all, they're all gone. And maybe, and hopefully that they preached it really well and taught the younger ones what the culture means to them and what it is. Not to mention, Adrian Martinez is probably not coming back. Yeah. Um, Damian Daniels is going to uh, have a decision. Damian Daniels is a really good football player. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's the, the, those are the reasons we say they're close. If all those guys leave, you, that might be a reason you say they're not close. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. I mean, and, and that makes it all even more difficult to make your decision yeah. here moving forward is how close will they be. But it, it, it does look an awful lot like to me that this year's roster is going to be better than next year's roster, at least more um, experienced, and I would have to say better. You know, I think yeah. you know, out of respect to those guys, yeah. you know, the, JoJo Doman's been playing his butt off. He yeah. looks, he looks legitimately yeah. the part of an All Big Ten type of player, and you know, I don't know, maybe that's. Maybe if Frost can get a few of go- those guys to stick around mm-hmm. again, not not yeah. JoJo, but maybe uh, you know maybe yeah. some of those uh, defensive linemen up front or uh, Austin Allen yeah. would be a. I mean, if you can get a few of those guys to come back, maybe that's part of your sell if you're right. Frost to help you yeah. stick around. But um, a lot of it's a lot of them are super seniors are going to be gone either way, right. so the defense is going to have to rebuild a little bit around those linebackers. The the guys that that you 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 think can be building blocks moving forward are Reimer and Henrich, who are right. quite attacking. Yeah. Duo. Yeah, yeah those, those guys obviously have made a case that they're really good linebackers, but JoJo's the glue. He had the interception. Uh, I think he's been really you know, he's emotional uh, moment for uh, Garrett Nelson up yeah. on the podium talking about what JoJo has meant to him. And you're right, uh, he won't be back next year. He would even have a decision maybe if he's going to finish the rest of the year. Apparently there's an undisclosed injury that we yeah. don't know about, so he could opt out. Uh, for the last couple of games, and that's really what I was thinking about uh, with JoJo. Oh yeah. Uh, but um, you know, th- all these guys that you say have built the culture, have made the culture, and have proven that Scott Frost needs to come back. That hey, the tide's turning. They're all leaving. So I'm not sure that you can guarantee that culture comes back with Nebraska. I hope it does, and I think those guys have mattered for the younger guys in the locker room, which I think is are talented guys, and hopefully they are learning that this is what Nebraska football is. But I, I, it's, it's not guaranteed. Well, and culture is always a funny thing, you know, because you can if, if things aren't going right, that's kind of what you point to. And Scott Frost has mm. kind of been pointing to that his whole career here is, you know, things are getting better. And you hear different mm. players say that too. 
Um, but it wasn't all that long ago that uh, different sides of the ball didn't agree on whether they wanted to yeah. go to a bowl game or not. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I think that there's there's still some things there. But at the same time, you know, you could see these guys, like you said, Garrett Nelson. I mean, they pour their heart out for each other, and especially on that defensive side of the ball, you could tell that they're playing for each other and playing for Coach Shenander. Um, but it really, I mean. I don't know. The culture talk kind of is silly to me when you're three and seven because if you got such a great culture, the culture at Nebraska is seemingly close, close, okay. and so you lose a bunch of guys from close um, off the football team. Okay. Does that mean the culture takes a step back too? Oh. I'm not sure. I, I mean, but what you will have is is a cult, a, a room full of players that have never been to a bowl game, regardless oh. of what kind of culture they've they've set up. That opting out for the bowl game last year still sticks in your craw. Oh, it does. It makes you mad every time you think about it. Yeah, because I just don't understand it. I mean, you be. I mean, they didn't deserve to go to a bowl game to begin with. They were three and five. That's the only reason that I would say they should have opted out of a bowl game. Right. Um, But it just felt like they, you know, they they beat Rutgers and they thought that was a good enough way to end on their three and five season. I'm just thinking this isn't it. And it's going to be, and, and this is this is what I'm worried about. Is if you do retain Scott Frost, is what are your long term goals here? What what is it? You want to be close. What are you close to if they finish three and nine? You're close to next year going into the third straight year of fans hoping. We say demanding, but it's clearly not demanding. It's hoping that you get to six and six. That will be the expectation for next season. Maybe um, Nebraska locally, we can pump it up and say, yeah, maybe they can um, get to seven or eight or if this goes right and that goes right. Do um, you think everything's going to go right? Is no. there any evidence that things will go right and swing no. your way? No. I, so I no. just don't – that's what I'm worried about is another offseason of going, well, I hope they get to six and um, six this year. Well, at some point um, you got to do it so that we can um, raise because the expectations – and year five are not supposed to be six and six. It's supposed to be at least nine and three. Get back to that ten and two discussion. Um, and this is just a long rebuild. And I'm not sure if the culture or the roster or whatever was taken um, over by Scott Frost was so piss poor bad that they can't turn the corner until year five. Yeah, well, it seems to be where we are. It kind of reminds me of that whole conversations families sometimes have is you know what? I know he's not a great employee, but can't you find something for him to do? <laughs> find something for him to do and have. I don't know that we're there yet. I feel, and we're going to have this conversation about Eric Shenander and how much is he saving Scott Frost's oh, job. Yeah. I think that's a big part of this conversation. The other part of it is he's our guy. I know. You know, it's like like you're one of your good friends. Yeah, but he's our friend. Yeah. You know, he can get away with that. He's he's a he, you just don't know him <laughs> like we do. He's a nut. Um so you keep him around and you hope things improve. Um because maybe you like some of the ingredients in there and you've seen signs and he's likable and the culture seems whatever excuse you want to make because he's part of the family. That's such a huge part of this deal. Oh yeah. The people that I talk to, you can't fire him. He's 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 our guy. He's our guy, and he really loves this place. Yeah, he cares. He really cares. Uh, yeah, I know that, but that doesn't make him a good football coach. Eh, yeah, but eh, you put surround him by some good, you know, some older coaches, more experienced coaches. Maybe you make a few changes of the staff, and we'll get this thing right. Be patient. That's the argument that I'm hearing more and more of. That that's why you keep Frost because he means well, and he and he loves this program. And by the way, he won a national title, so he remembers how to do it. Yeah, uh, he's been around Tom Osborne. You can whatever excuses you want to make for a really bad football record uh, at Nebraska. Another one score loss. Um, 
that's those are the reasons, and they're not always very good reasons, but they they're reasons. Can we just bring Coach Osborne and, and Coach Solich back as uh, like, <laughs> and then put Frost as a head coach in waiting just uh, for this next uh, year, uh, and then you know whatever all the the fan base can get enough of their whiff of uh, Coach Osborne uh, in that era uh, to just really love that 1997 uh, championship one more uh, time, so that we could just evaluate this uh, as what it should be in a results based business. Uh, I agree, Bach, but that's not where we are. Uh, let's uh, get to box tops. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, top 10 performances from the weekend in college football. It was a fun weekend. Uh, Again, one of those weekends where things don't always look like there's going to be uh, you know, some heavyweight fights, but there's plenty of upsets and plenty to go through here. Uh, we'll start with some impressive receiving performances um, from the Mac, actually. Uh, number 10 on my list, uh, I'm going to name two guys here because they absolutely lit it up. Uh, Northern Illinois receiver Trayvon Rudolph at 14 receptions, 309 yards, and three touchdowns. Wow. I should look it up. I don't know how many receivers have gone over 300 this year. That's a lot. Uh, Miami, Ohio's uh, wide receiver Jack Sorensen. Not related to Jake Sorensen. No, uh, no relation. Yeah. Well, it's a little, came a little bit short of that. Uh, 14 receptions, 283 yards. So also a pretty good day. And two touchdowns and a loss to Ohio. Who Ohio doesn't often get victories, so that's good. Yeah. How many wins does Ohio have this year? I think Is that's it? two. I think it's two. Okay. Let's double check. Let, I- because he's not going to get fired already, is he? I mean, he, he just he just took over for a Hall of Famer, yeah. and now it feels like he could be on the hot seat a little bit. It's off to a rough start. Yeah. Uh, number nine on my list, Appalachian State defensive back Stephen Jones Jr. had three picks and returned two for touchdowns, and the Mountaineers' 48-14 win over lowly Arkansas State is now 1-8. and eight. Uh, So he had three picks that, that improves his total to five, which is tied for the nation's lead. Zero tackles. <laughs> in that game. Really? So it's kind of weird. You have three picks, two touchdowns, zero tackles as a defender. Uh, isn't Deontay Williams, or Deontay is on that list, right, as far as interceptions are concerned? He's yeah, still, he's at four. Of he's course, he's been four, sitting out. And he just had, yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and Farmer had the big interception. Yeah. Can we just give Farmers to Deontay to That'd be great. For the that'd be nice. Uh, that'd be really nice. Yeah. Uh, let's keep with our defensive run. It was really a defensive week outside of the Big Ten where people were throwing the ball all around the yard. Uh, number eight on my list. I didn't I didn't uh, have a particular pay- player here, but I just wanted to mention George's defense again because um, they don't have anybody that stands out on a week-to-week basis. No. I always look, and I want to pick a guy, and there's a guy uh-huh. with, like, a tackle and a uh-huh. half, and they don't cr- cause a lot of turnovers. They just stop you, and it's a team effort, and they're without two of their starters this past week. And what they really do well is have depth. So those the, those depth pieces can go in there. Um, I'm just amazed because they two 
before they've played two games now. Yeah. Two weeks ago, they were averaging six and six point six points given up um, throughout the year. That's hard to that's hard that, to keep that yeah, up. It's, it's amazing. Then they allow seven to Florida and six to to Missouri. So over the last two weeks, yeah, after averaging six point six the whole year, they averaged six point five in the last two weeks. This is incredible. It's their uh, seventh game of the season, allowing no more than ten points. Uh, and they held Missouri's Tyler ba- Batty, the number one uh, rusher in the SEC, Tyler Beatty, to 41 yards rushing. Wow. Um, so they did a good job there. Uh, interesting also on the on the Georgia's uh, subject, Stetson Bennett um, played a majority of that game, but JT Daniels came back and played a little I, bit I at the end. That. Are I they going to make the move soon? You, you know what? I, I think that they are so good defensively, they might hammer Alabama this year. Yeah, they might. Alabama doesn't look overly I mean, impressive. And, and Georgia's offense is still pretty good, whether it's JT Daniels or Stetson Bennett. That's a pretty good offense. Uh, their defense is historically good, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. And LSU's got some. Did you watch that LSU-Alabama game at the I end? did. They have some absolute missiles on defense. They're, yeah. They are incredible. But their offense is abysmal. Way like, like more hopeless than Nebraska's yeah. offense in the two-minute drill. They had like yeah. three pretty good opportunities to take that yeah. lead in that game and they just got sacked and couldn't yeah. do anything. If you were making the argument that Nebraska shouldn't have gone for it at 4th and 4 from their 13, just yeah. watch the LSU game. If you're making the argument that they should have kicked. Because oh, those, yeah. they were a disaster on 3rd and 4th down oh, yeah. in that game. Terrible. It was, it was hard to watch. Uh, number 7 on my list, my, uh, Texas A&M's defensive lineman Michael Clemens. He had a scoop and score in what was the game's only touchdown in the Aggies' 20-3 victory over Auburn. Uh, it was an especially good day for Texas A&M's defensive line because they also got the commitment out of 6'4", 325-pound defensive tackle Walter Nolan, who's the number one recruit, according to ESPN. Uh, and he, he gave that commitment to the Aggies on his unofficial visit. So big day for the Aggies' yeah. defense. Uh, Jimbo can recruit, right? Oh, yeah. They, they're always top five. They're yeah. always top five. And, of course, when they beat Alabama, they were unranked coming off two losses. Everybody uh, thought that that was just, you know, A&M's down year. Now they're, like, number 12. <laughs> they're, they're right back. They haven't lost since then. Yeah. And, uh, and, obviously, beating Auburn. Auburn's been a very good team all year. So uh, that go. was an impressive victory. Uh, com- continuing with our defensive theme here, uh, number six on my list is uh, Oklahoma State. Uh for their defense, I, I put uh, Oklahoma State linebacker, and then I put his name. But one of them had two sacks and three <laughs> tackles for loss. Anyway, it's more of a group effort again. Right. The Cowboys have held uh, consecutive opponents out of the end zone after piling up eight sacks and beating West Virginia 24-3 to on Saturday. The eight sacks were the most by Oklahoma State in the game since 2004, and it's the first time the Cowboys have held back-to-back opponents without touchdowns since the 1974 season ender and the 1975 season opener. And it doesn't make a lot of sense with Mike Gundy coach teams. You always think of their offense. I yeah. wonder if it, it was just one of those things that happened by accident. Like, we're good defensively. <laughs> How'd that happen? And we're terrible offensively. Not that they're terrible offensively. Yeah. But they're not great offensively. No, no. Uh, it's not like, what like yeah. you usually yeah. think. So yeah. it's, it's a bit of a... Of a Different mindset yeah, down there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, number five on my list, Tennessee. Let's get back to offense. Number five on my list, Tennessee senior quarterback Hendon Hooker is was 15 of 20 for 316 yards and four touchdowns in Tennessee's upset victory over Kentucky. He also ran for 41 yards uh, there as well. Uh, he's up to 21 passing touchdowns and two interceptions for the season. So he's, he's been really good. Uh, he's a senior, so I don't think he can come back. But either way, for Josh Heupel, they're just one win away for uh, bull eligibility there. And, and, and Hooker's been doing it without a lot of help from his offensive line. He's been sacked 27 yeah. times. That's the same number as Adrian Martinez. So you can imagine the struggle. And this is Heupel's first year, right? 
Yeah, this is first, first year. year at Tennessee. I mean, that's amazing what he's done so quickly. Yes, I mean that Hypo has, <laughs> and we know the UCF connection. Oh yeah, uh, and we naturally compare the records. Oh yeah, that and Chip Kelly. He and was Hypo's yeah. winning beyond all three at a different at a different school than he was hired in the same class as Scott Frost. So. Uh, yeah, but yeah, now he's he's matched uh, Scott Frost's season high at Nebraska as far as victories with five. And of course, uh, Wandale looked good again, but he did get picked. Uh, not him, but on, yeah. one of his routes got picked for a pick six. That was a big play in that yeah. game, but uh, he's still doing well there. Uh, number four on my list, how about just Big Ten wide receivers at large? We know about Jackson Smith and Jigba's 240-yard and a touchdown performance against Nebraska and that great move that he put on Quentin um, Newsom. Right, right. Uh, just faking both ways and then going back. And then just having the speed to outlast everybody down the sideline. That was an amazing play. Uh, but uh, he he ha- did not have the highest total of the week in the Big Ten. Jahan Dotson set the school record at Penn State with 242 yards and three touchdowns. And the best amongst them all, I think, might be David Bell. He didn't get the, as many yards, but he had 217 yards and a touchdown in their upset victory over Michigan State. It's much more impressive what David Bell is doing, knowing that he's the focal point. I mean, Ohio State has three guys. Oh, yeah. They're absolute studs. And uh, you know, Purdue doesn't. They're always focused on Bell, and yet he's still always good. Yeah, and he made a, a tiptoe grab that somehow stayed in bounds and then yeah. got, got like 15, 20 more yards after that. That was really impressive. Uh, number three on my list, how about Ty Chandler? Uh, this game did not have any shortage of touchdowns, but the North Carolina run, running back led the way with 22 carries, 213 yards, four touchdowns. And a 58-55 to victory over Wake Forest, knocking the Demon Deacons out of the undefeated group. Uh, and, of course, uh, it was the second straight year. Wake Forest had a two-touchdown lead going into the fourth quarter, but the Tar Heels came back and got them. Their defense is atrocious. I mean, their offense is really good, Wake Forest, but their defense, they, what, they gave up 56 to Army. Yeah. They're, they're not good. They like shootouts. Yeah, they do. But uh, now you wonder how far they're going to drop in the rankings now. Uh, and not much respect for the ACC anymore. Uh, number two on my list, how about Chandler Morris in his first career start for TCU? Went 29 of 41 for 461 yards and two touchdowns in the 30 to 20, 28 upset victory over Baylor. His passing total in just his one start ranks fourth all-time in TCU single-game history. Uh, Max Duggan, former Nebraska recruit, was out with an injury, but it's going to be hard for him to win that job back over Chandler Morris if he can keep that up. And how about our guy Jerry Kill? I love that guy. Stepping on the sidelines for one week, has a top-12 victory already. (laughs) I I think he's a great football coach. Of course, health concerns, the only reason he's not a head coach anymore. Uh, He's a really good football coach, but I was happy for him that, you know, Gary Patterson, his good friend, gets fired and he wins his first game. Yeah, and I don't know how to feel because all, all the time you do think about Jerry Kill's, you know, seizures and stress yeah. kind of doesn't help with that. You kind of figured he'd just go in there and just do whatever and, yeah. and, and coast from there. But now that they have a victory, maybe there's going to be expectations on him. Right. And uh, <laughs> Let's look out for Jerry Kill. That's right. On. <laughs> Stay healthy, buddy. Uh, number one on my list, Aiden O'Connell, the Purdue quarterback, 40 of 54. 536 yards. Uh, that's good for fifth all-time in a, as a Big Ten quarterback against any team. Uh, three touchdowns in that 40-29 to 29 victory over number three, Michigan State. Their second, his second victory over a top-five team this year. Um, for what it's worth, he, he, he led the nation in passing yards this year. The next two are also interesting. Rocky Lombardi gets another shout-out for 532 yards over at Northern Illinois. And then third on the list this week was Miami of Ohio quarterback Brett Gabbert. Of course, we know the Gabbert family. Uh, 492 yards and five touchdowns. 
So uh, interesting names at the top, but Aiden O'Connell takes my top spot this week. Yeah, remember, he was a walk-on at Purdue, and I remember one of his first victories was Nebraska, I believe. Uh, and I thought, well, he's not that good. I mean, how can a walk-on be that good? But he turns out that he was really good. His, yeah, his yeah, first, he has been. I don't uh, think Jack Plummer's getting that spot back. No, yeah, he's he's not even close to some of those other guys. Five thirty-five would be number one all time in Nebraska, right? Or did Joe Gans? I think so that would be close. I mean, yeah, Joe Gans had uh, a couple. Yeah, like that, had but. a couple like that back in the Callahan era. Uh, let's get to break and come back with our grades from the weekend. Uh, we might also take a call. We could do that. Yeah, we'll take a uh, call. Four six four five six eight five five. More on the way with Tom and Bach. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.